This is the non-microwave truth brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry and I am C.L. Whiteside. We're getting into our first world problem today. This is a straight up true first world problem because if you had some real problems, you wouldn't be worried about this. Our first world problem question today is this. We have so much content out there. Why do you choose to consume the content that you consume? And I got five different choices, five different reasons for you that possibly could be it. And it could be a combination of these, but I want you to think about yourself personally. What makes you consume the content that you consume? What makes you go back to it? Is it number one, the person that is giving the content, they look good. They are beautiful. They are handsome. You're like, I don't even know what they're saying, but I could just watch them all day. Is that the reason? Is it because the person is super funny and they just entertain the message? They have you laughing and dying the entire time. That's the second reason. Is it the third reason that the person is super catchy? They know how to tell stories. So because their stories uh, captivate you so much, you love to go back to that content. Or is the content because they have a ton of followers and you're just like, why does everybody so obsessed with this person? And why do they follow him? And why does this person have so many likes? You know, it's people out here buying followers and buying likes. Or is it the fifth reason, which is the content that they are sharing is true? Which of these five is it? Is it the person's really, really good looking? The person's funny? The person has some great stories and super catchy phrases and stuff. Or the person has a bunch of ton, a ton of followers and the social media presence is off the charts. And you kind of like, why does everybody love this person so much? So you kind of get caught into figuring out why everybody likes them. And before you know it, you're consuming their content too. Or is it number five, the stuff that they're saying is true. Which one is it? Which one of these is it for you? Or which combination I should say. Now in the Bible, there were some people who were catching others attention and you know what they were doing though they were doing some stuff that most people hadn't seen before or they very rarely saw it they were into sorcery that's magic that's black magic that's like that voodoo that's like that crazy stuff and we're going to talk about that in dinner time but i want you to think about yourself personally and remember i would love to hear from you i really want to hear from you on this one what makes you consume the content that you consume i want to hear from you on instagram or twitter my handle is champion life 23 and this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is The Pressure to Create an Interest. The Pressure to Create an Interest. And we're going to talk a ton about the fact that we have so much content in our culture, in our society. And it's like, why do we consume some of the content that we consume? And you know what? There are some major pressures for those who create content to try to create an interest or try to get a buzz or to capture people's attention. And there are things that we got to be careful about, especially ourselves, because we're all content creators in some form or fashion. If you have social media, you're creating some type of comment content. You're telling some type of story, whether you like it or not. And most likely you have social media, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I think you're just pretty tech savvy and you probably have social media. But what I'm really getting at is when you think about it, everybody and their mama wants to be an influencer. Everybody and their mama has a podcast now. Everybody has a clothing brand. Everyone is trying to get more likes, get more followers create more buzz 
And we are at a time in our world where there is so much content. Like it can become overwhelming. You like, I got content over there. We got content over there. I got so much knowledge at the tip of my fingertips. You got a phone. All you got to do is go Google. All you got to do is ask Siri. You have so much knowledge at your hand. You have so much content that is right there ready to just be grasped. But it's like, why do you choose the certain contents that you choose? And it's usually because it's entertaining. It is super entertaining. So we're at a point right now where would you rather find the truth or have the truth or would you rather be entertained? Well, I don't even want to think like I just want to be entertained. I spent my whole day working really, really hard. I just want to relax and kick, kick back. And you know what a lot of creative content people know? They know that we want to be entertained almost at any cost. And you know what's entertaining? It's usually the stuff that's of our flesh. So in this episode, we're going to get at that today. We're really going to look at that. And the first thing I want to just talk about is why does the average person want to create content? And like I said, so many people want to be influencers now. So many people have clothing brands or a podcast or they're doing some type of social media thing. And it's like, why? Well, I think something that's pretty obvious, but I'm still going to state it is because people want to have fame. They want to have clout. They want to have recognition. Some of y'all, and I maybe used to do this a little bit, we desire to be wanted sexually out here setting thirst traps. We want some attention. We want people to, to notice us. That's one big reason. Another big reason is a lot of us do not want to work a nine to five. We, we want to make money. And we look at it and say, if I can get this creative content going the way I want, I don't have to work a normal job. I don't have to work a nine to five. But you realize this. So let's say this podcast goes and it reaches millions of people. You know what happens? That's more responsibility. That's more scrutiny that I'm going to be under. That's more scrutiny you're going to be under if whatever creative content that you have out blows up and becomes super big time. That's like more money, more problems. And some people are like, I welcome it all. I want those problems. But do you really? I think about someone like a LeBron James. He can't go to Starbucks. You can't go to Starbucks like the average Joe. You, you get it like a cup of Joe and and just get a, a cup of coffee. He, he can't do that because he's going to have paparazzi there. He's going to have people bombarding him. People give, asking for an autograph. People taking pictures of him. People taking videos of him. Like, can you imagine how annoying that is when you leave your house and people just had a phone up just everywhere you go? You're like, dude, can I just chill for a second? But. That's what we're asking for at times. And I think that's something that's super overlooked is that whatever you do is going to be work. Like, I, I love doing this podcast, but this podcast is work. I love to coach, but coaching is work. I love to be a husband, but being a husband is work. And anything that's worthwhile is going to be some form of, of work. And we have a, such a bad relationship with work since Adam and Eve, that we just always are trying to avoid it. But I got breaking news for you. When you try to avoid work, you know what that usually does? That usually creates more work for you. And avoiding work is also work. I'm going to say it again. Trying to avoid work a lot of times is work and is going to cause you to do more work. So, so just think about that and keep that in mind. Now, something I do find funny when people say they're creating um, content a lot of times they say, I'm just doing this for myself. And it's like, well, that's cool. You probably should get a journal then. But when you do things like, let's say a music artist is, is making music and they're like, I made this album for myself. It's like, if you did, you should have kept that in your house. You really made this album to sell 
to people and make money. Now, I know that's not everybody, but if you're really releasing it to like the public or something, you are low key. No, you're high key doing it for the people, even though you might say, I did this for myself. If you did it for yourself, you should have kept it in your house. I remember 50 said something like that. And that, that's true. Another reason that people want to create content is they actually have a worthwhile story to tell and they want to share that story. And I think that's a, a good reason. I think that's a dope reason. And another reason is people want to uplift. They want to they want to help. They want to share their story because they feel like it can benefit other people. Now, all of these different reasons on why people create content, there's a pressure behind it. There is a pressure to create content and something that I think is 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 huge and something that I see with like my students, especially when they're trying to get more people to, to follow them or, or to get more likes. Like I have a former student or I know somebody I should say, if you look them up on TikTok, they got like 150,000 followers. They got over 3 million, maybe even 4 million likes. But it's like, what are you doing to get that attention? And some of the things that they're doing, it's like, man, you you selling your soul. You out here prostituting yourself. You out here exposing yourself to get more attention, to create an interest, to create a buzz. But that is a pressure that anyone who creates content, especially and shares it with the public, is going to face. That's just a fact. That's something that they're going to face. I'm like, man, how do I create a bigger buzz? How do I create more attention? How do I gain the interest of more people? How do I capture their attention? And it's tough, but I'm just saying, like, don't get out here prostituting yourself and exposing yourself. Now, I, I would love for this podcast to reach millions of people, but if it doesn't, hey, I'm not going to be mad at you. And that's not a plan that I have. That's not something where I look at it and say, man, if I don't get a million followers by this time, I failed. Because that's that's a crazy lofty goal where, all right, I'm, I might have to start doing some things that I shouldn't be doing. Uh-uh. I know I got some I got a good following right now who will who will put me in my place and say, hey, bro, you you crossed the line. You did this. I want to keep giving you the non microwave truth, the non microwave truth. Now, something that I noticed with this pressure to create an interest is we have to be careful. We have to be so careful. And this is a Bible passage that just kept coming in my mind. Something I've been doing while I'm on the treadmill. I memorize Bible passages and the Bible passage comes from Matthew 7 verse 13 and 14. And this is for all of people who create content or this is just for anyone. And it goes something like this. I don't have it memorized perfectly. It says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the path that leads to destruction and many will enter it. But narrow is the gate and small is the path for those that leads to life and only a few find it. So you think about that. It's a narrow path to, to doing things the right way, but it's a super wide and broad path to just doing any and everything. And that's the path that leads to destruction. And that's the path we don't want to be on. And a lot of times that's the path that those who create content end up on because they do any and everything to get attention. They do any and everything to get a like. They sacrifice their morals. They sacrifice, more importantly, God's principles to get more attention. And I think this is a challenge that that I've even been faced with. I think about just even some of the titles that I wanted to come up with. Like when I was doing the Black History Month special and I had that episode on Galatians chapter two and I was talking about Peter, I almost named it racist Peter. But at the same time, I didn't want to offend people or turn people off. But I think that would have been great click um, clickbait. 
And I think a lot of times what you see in the media is there are so many things with just a crazy title or something that pops out because they want you just to click it because they know if you click it, that might be a greater chance that you read it or you watch the video or whatever. But you don't want to just do stuff for clickbait. You want to be sound. You want to be true in, in what you're saying and not just capture people's attention for any and every reason. Or I should say for the absolute wrong reason. And I just realized how much like titles matter and, and the media, they notice. The media knows without a doubt that titles matter, matter so much. And you know what else we see in the media? We, you know what else we see with content is you don't even have to tell the truth. You just got to be the first one to break the story. You don't have to be you don't have to be honest. You don't have to be true, but just be the first one. Like if you hear it, just go ahead and spit it out there. No matter if you're tearing down somebody else's name or the story is false or you happen to make this person look bad or that group of people look bad. As long as you heard it from somebody else, and you're the first one to get out there. Just get it out there. Like that's the kind of culture and society we are are in in this in this day and age. And this is something that just drives me crazy. How many people say, speak your truth, speak your truth. That's all that matters. Like, no, no, it's not all that matters. Like, speak your truth. No, I want the truth, the truth. Like, you can go out of this way and you can make it out of this burning building. That's my truth. But you end up dead because that was the wrong way. That was the wrong path to take. And that's just so many times we get taught to speak our truth. But that's baloney. That's not biblical at all. It's not. It is not. And what we know with content, though, is that the more drama and the more mess there is, the farther it is away from the Bible, usually the more attention it will get. And I'm going to give you a prime example. And I'm not even going to talk about all the bad ways. But how many times do you watch a TV show or a movie and there is a one man, one woman marriage? How many times do you watch it? And it's glorifying and the marriage looks good. You probably can't name. Uh, I know you can't name more than five TV shows and movies, especially in the 2000s. Maybe you can go back to like 1975 and name a TV show or a sitcom or something like that. But you can't do it today. And notice I said one man and one woman. That are married, not one man with five different women or one woman with seven different men. Or one man and one man, or one woman and one woman, but one man and one woman married. You, you probably can't do it. Now, content creators in our day and age are taught, you know what you do? You give the people what they want. You give the consumer what they want. And if you look at this, a lot of times what they're doing is they are giving us what our worldly flesh wants, what our worldly flesh wants. Because they want to capture the attention. But Galatians, I think this, let me read this. This is Galatians 5 verse 17. It tells us very clearly that the flesh wants what is contrary to the spirit. And that's why it's so important that we are spirit driven and not flesh driven. Now, I want to look at a couple of stories from the Bible of people that had that pressure to create an interest. And the first one comes from Acts chapter 8. This is Simon the Sorcerer. Now, sorcery, that's like some type of magic. A lot of times that's magic dealing with some evil stuff or some um, some black magic, they would call it. It says now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And I'm going to just stop right there. You know how many times in our culture we like to boast and are taught to boast like I'm him. You know, I'm him. 
And as long as we talk it and walk it, it's all good. And people will even applaud us if we can back up what we talked about. And this is kind of what Simon was doing. Simon was like, I'm that dude. It goes on to say, and all the people, both high and low, gave them, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. You notice what he had. He had the people's attention. Why? Because he could do magic. He could do stuff that they weren't used to seeing. Now, how many times do we look for attention and approval from the world? How much do you look for that? I know at times I'm definitely looking for that. I know with this podcast at times I can I can fall susceptible or pray to that. But it's like, man, you got to get back on the right path. It goes on to say in verse 11, they followed him because he amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. He amazed them with his sorcery, with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And I'm going to just stop right there. What made the people change? What made the people like, oh, we, we can't, we don't got to worry about this magic. It was the message of Jesus Christ. And you notice Philip wasn't doing anything crazy. Or doing any miracles or crazy stuff, it appears yet. At first, he gave him the message of Jesus. And we notice what the message of Jesus. The message of Jesus is greater than any type of magic. The message of Jesus is fulfilling. It was what they needed. And to this day, you know what we need is the same message of Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's the same message that we need. And it says he followed that Simon, Simon the sorcerer, followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. And I just thought to myself, like, did Simon the sorcerer, did he really believe or was he amazed and just like it would be like equivalent to today? You see somebody doing some great stuff. You're like, man, I'm cold, but dude is even colder. Like I got one million followers, but dude got like 10 million followers. I'm trying to get like him because he got what I want. It's like, did he really believe? And the reason I say that is because I'm going to keep going on. You'll see. It says when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the spirit was given at the land on the apostles hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. What did he offer the disciples? He offered the disciples money. It was all about the Benjamins to him. That was the thing. And I just started thinking, did he want to lay hands on people so that he could end up getting more followers? And at the end of the day, get more money. Like, I'm going to make this little investment, get a little here, and it's going to come back on the other end. I don't know. It says, Peter answered, may your money pass, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. And that was almost like Peter was saying, you know, the hell with your money. You, you could take that money with you. It says you have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. What is the ministry about? What's the purpose of us being here? It's, it's about Jesus. It's about glorifying him. Now, content that is usually um, rooted in us or glorifying us 
That's how we know our heart is not before God. So when you think about why you're creating content, that's the question that you have to ask yourself. It goes on to say in verse 22, it said, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. That was Peter talking to Simon, a sorcerer. Then Simon answered, this is Simon, the sorcerer. He says, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had heard, after they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. I just thought about this. Like, why didn't Simon just pray for himself? Like, he didn't have to ask the disciples to pray for him. He didn't have to do that. Now, a second story that I want to talk to you about comes from Acts chapter 13. So this is just a few chapters later. This starts at verse six. And this is some more sorcery type stuff. It says afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until they finally reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. So that's like dude trying to say he's the son of Jesus or like equal to Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the government governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Now, you notice this. This sorcerer, he had attached himself to somebody big time. And, you know, what's crazy is I see adults attaching themselves to kids if they're really really good at sports to be like man i made that kid i've been with him since he was little i did this it's like we don't need to attach to any human being like that the only person we need to attach to is jesus that's it that is it now when it says that um this sorcerer he wanted them to pay no attention to the truth why is that because I, I'm, I'm guessing like he knew he would lose his influence he knew he would lose his power that he had so he was willing to sacrifice the truth in order to keep his power or his little influence that that he had. It goes on to say Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, you son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good. Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? And I just want to stop right there. Content creators at times are afraid to offend other people, especially when they don't know how people are going to respond because they don't want to leave. They don't want to lose followers. They don't want to lose attention. They don't want bad publicity. But what you see with Paul right here is Paul didn't care. Paul did not care about losing fans. Paul cared about giving the truth. That's what Paul was about. Now, when it talked about um, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, that's, that, that makes me just think like some of us are are blind some of us are blind to the jankiness some of this some of us are blind to ourselves and what our true motives are and that's something that we just have to constantly check and beware of i'm gonna keep going in, in verse 11 it says watch now for the lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you and you will be struck blind you will not see the sunlight for some time instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes and he began groping around begging for someone to take his hand and lead him he got attention. He got attention. It wasn't the attention that he necessarily wanted, but he, he got attention now. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes you got to be careful of the attention that you're asking for or the interest that you're trying to catch or create because it, it ain't all good. 
it is not all good. Verse 12 finishes up and says, when the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. So the truth won this man over. The seed was planted. It is nothing you could do. He couldn't stop it. The Holy Spirit wasn't letting it stop. Now, I just want to leave you with four things that get overlooked when um, coming up with creative content. Four things. The first one is this truth. It's not about your truth, but it's about the actual truth. So I encourage anybody coming out with content. Just speak the truth. Speak the truth. And I'll tell you, garbage does sell. But you know what? The truth is priceless. The truth is priceless. Garbage sells, but, but the truth is priceless. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 17 and, and chapter 2, that talks a lot about um, when you share the gospel, when you share God's um, good news, you don't have to be slick, tick, slick talking or talk with a bunch of wisdom. You just have to give the truth. And because you give the truth, the seed gets planted. And that's when the Holy Spirit reveals more. The Holy Spirit reveals. So it's not about us. Just get the truth and let the Holy Spirit do what he does. The second thing was consistency. My podcast sister, Amber L.B. Swenson, who does the little things. Matter of fact, go check out her podcast. She's doing the Ten Commandments right now. She sent me this video a while ago and it just talked about the importance of consistency. And it talked about podcasts. And it was talking about podcasts. It says 90 something percent of podcasts don't make it past episode three. And then of that 90 percent, they don't make it past episode episode 20. So when you get to doing something, you get to be consistent and you actually can put your craft, especially with some truth. Consistency is the big thing that content creators overlook. Consistency with the truth. The third thing is make sure you don't have the wrong reason, the wrong reason to want to create content, the wrong reason to not want to work. I just want to be rich or I just want a whole bunch of women after me or I just want a whole bunch of followers or a whole bunch of likes. You know, um, I want to have the power to manipulate and to influence in a, in a negative way. Those are the wrong reasons. The reason should be to to glorify God, to glorify our Lord and Savior. And the last one is this. When you are creating content, be God led, not worldly led. And now some of you are like, I don't create any content. You do with your social media page. You create some content right there. So be God led, not not worldly led, because um, the market on worldly stuff is saturated. And what I mean by that is always just putting this fluff out to make yourself look better and or to manipulate or try to control or set thirst traps. I look at it like this. That market is saturated. It's like a towel that is super full of water. You got to wring it out and then you got to dip it back in that mess to, to get it back where it needs to be. And that's not what we want to do. It's oversaturated. We don't need to do that. There's no more that can be consumed in that towel. And it's just going to find someone else. It's, it's got to be wrung out. And I just want to leave you with this. The more content, the more content that is sharing and glorifying Jesus is the way to go. We need more content telling the truth and sharing that the foolishness of God is better than, than human wisdom or, or human uh, smartness. You know, more content, not just trying to get your attention, but that's planting seeds of faith. More content that's not just trying to get you attention, but more content about planting seeds of faith. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the pressure to create an interest. All of us had that pressure at times to try to create an interest or create a buzz. Now, if you have liked this episode or love this episode, be sure to leave the five star, hit the review, 
leave a comment and I'm gonna get back to you. And on your work of, walk of journey of faith, don't forget to log on to timeofgrace.org. We have blogs, we have videos, we have written devotions, we have video devotions, we have grace talks, timeofgrace.org. And of course, we have Pastor Mike's awesome sermons. So go on there and check it out. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.